Thank you, and welcome to Super Secretive Members Only Patreon monthly episode for the month of July. We are here. We are hosts. I'm Trey. Jeremy. John. It's just me here. Nobody else. No. <laughs> We're, we, we came back to do another uh, top 10 of sorts. One I've been looking forward to, of course, I wanted to do, you know, I want, I, I was like, well, we could do like a top 10 Super Nintendo and top 10 Genesis separately, but I decided to put them together, which I know is going to make, definitely made my top five harder because there's less games available to mention on there, especially on the Super Nintendo side. But because both the Jeremy and I had Super Nintendos and John did not have a Super Nintendo, you had a Genesis. That's why I felt we should do both at the same time, yep. just so you don't feel completely alienated. That's a good thought. In the 10, for like the 10 Super Nintendo games. And what I want to say for mine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I made it as like, as kind of more of a favorite games than necessarily best games, I guess. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really think in that way. But if there's anything on there that's missing, just say that it's number six. All of them, they're all number six. The ones that you want to be there that aren't there, they're all number six through 10 or whatever. So. Basically, they're just not worth being on our list. Because <laughs> there are a lot of ones that I really like that I just didn't put on there because there was just too other too many others that I didn't that I didn't mention. But I, I thought maybe if we had enough time at the end, we could reveal what our number sixes were or something for each for each sure. one. Sure, that's a tough thing yeah. to choose. But like Jeremy and I were saying before the recording, this is just you know my top five of each for today. Tomorrow would be a different answer. Oh, I, I thought about it like all week. I made made a list and moved some stuff around. But uh, I mean, there are, there are some like there's like three major contenders that aren't that aren't in my list, which I just it, it's kind of I was thinking about it like kind of like a desert island list, you know, if like you're if you're basically stuck somewhere and they're like, what are the five games that you want to play like for the rest of your life or eternity or whatever? These are the ones that I picked for the Super Nintendo. That's kind of how I went for it. So and ones that I've like purchased multiple times and replayed multiple times and, you know, ones that just. I've played over and over and over again because of my love for them. Like that, type, like a lot of the reason that the stuff made on the list was because of how many times I've replayed them or like when I played it recently or something like that. That was kind of what I was going for. So, so we do, do you want to do a SNES and then a Genesis and alternate like that? Yeah. I thought, why don't we start with Genesis and then Super Nintendo? So then our last one will be sure. Super Nintendo. And we don't ever, I don't feel like we ever do any totally episodes. Totally implying that Super Nintendo is superior. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. <laughs> got it <laughs> maybe i i don't know i don't want to i don't want to do a genesis super nintendo fight here anything like that save that for the episodes we have john wedgeworth on no <laughs> yeah and we also we should rearrange the order because i don't think we ever done one where jeremy gets to close out with the last one so let's have you on the last one and i'll be in the middle how sure. about that so john you can go first and i'll go so second, I'm starting and jeremy will go third so then the last so then you'll have the last word at the end of it so I think I feel like most of the time it's either me or John that has the last thing for these for these uh, lists. So so yeah. But I get to say see ya. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> you get you get the last word. But yeah, but you know on the on the list and all that. So yeah, starting off number five, Genesis, Genesis, just Genesis. my number five Genesis game is Eternal Champions. Hey, I got that game. I think Eternal good. Champions. You got that game? Yeah, it's it's a good game. It's a solid fighting game. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fighting game guy. I've said that before on the show. This one made an impression on me. I also got it with my activator, so that that helped a lot too. You know, jumping into the activator, playing Eternal Champions, having the first semblance of uh, you know motion controls in my experience. Anyway, it was a cool thing. I would um, I would play there like I I usually play as a slash the 
the barbarian character to the caveman character and he was the the blanco equivalent of that series um i thought the character designs were great you know they're all inventive they're all unique and that game has a, a nice variety of characters in there too you get character the whole, the whole theme was that you know these are the eternal champions from all throughout time right so you get guys from like the caveman from bc times you get uh larson who was like a a, a cat burglar from the 30s you get um there's a guy blade who's from the future not blade the vampire hunter but blade from eternal champions a whole variety of characters here i thought they were all entertaining and fun to use and had unique move sets and it was my first experience really like really diving deep with a fighting game i think i'd read to super super street fighter or one of the street fighter 2s before and uh, you know had a few moments with that but this was the one that i owned and the one that i cared for the most i think uh eternal champions was one of my early earliest memories of of like uh i don't know um being jealous of genesis owners because i was because i remember seeing commercials for it all over the place on the tv and mm-hmm. and i was like man i really want to get that because i was i was deep into fighting games at the time and i was like oh that game mm-hmm. looks cool it kind of it kind of looks like Mortal Kombat is what I is what I remember thinking. Like, because it wasn't it doesn't it kind of have like yeah. finishing moves and stuff like it that. It does have also? finishing moves. Yeah. So it was like it was like Sega taking Street Fighter Two in terms of like the character design and the look of it, and marrying that with with Mortal Kombat in terms of the the violence and the brutality. Yeah, uh, there there were some bloody moves in there too. Like more so in the in the Sega CD sequel, which I'm not that familiar with. Like that game got re- really brutal. Like. Mm-hmm. It turned it up to 11 with like you know limbs flying everywhere and everything but you could do things like in slash's uh level his final move was was a t-rex would come and, and eat you and chomp you up and all that stuff so it got pretty brutal in that game yeah i remember I, I just remember i think there were a lot of com- a lot of ads for it in comic books too which i was reading a lot at the time when it came out and i think they were advertising it as like the most violent fighting game of all time or whatever because you know that's what you would do like like in the 90s right. when it came out and yeah i think it was 93 yeah. or so yeah you know, just after mortal Kombat. so it was one of those things that i was like oh man i wish i wish i could play that game and then i bought it later and just i don't really i could never really figured it out <laughs> but uh, i just <laughs> i just got my i just got destroyed on it when i tried to play it i remember not that long ago playing it over at, at your house yeah we played it for you a know. second and i was like teach me how to play and you're like you're like I don't I don't know remember anything. I don't really know. I just mashed buttons <laughs> at the time. See, I didn't have anybody to play fighting games against. I, I had you know, two sisters, and they were not as into video games as me. And my other friends had Super Nintendo, so it was just me playing Eternal, Eternal Champions. Mm. I mean, I played a lot of I played a lot of fighting games by myself. I mean, I still do. That that was I mean, that's been a lot of experience for me for fighting games. Is I I play them alone and I don't play online. I just like to play, just go up and down the arcade modes and and just uh learn moves and play against the computer and stuff like that until you, until you get to the, you know, very unfair boss, which is in like almost every fighting game of the time, especially if you play any of those, uh, Capcom arcade collections, like they, uh, they include the arcade version, which is like brutally hard, you know, on, on purpose. So you would, you know, put multiple quarters in it. So and I know Mortal Kombat was really, really bad about that. Like their, their, their bosses are probably un- are the most unfairly hard, I think of all the fighting games. They're just they just destroy you in like two seconds and it's really annoying. A couple other things that I wanted to mention on Eternal Champions. One was that um, I, I like I love the box art of it, and I remember looking at it and, and the and seeing that the artist's name was Julie Bell and she signed the 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 
the cover and everything. I looked into her a little bit more. She was a noted, noted comic book artist at the time. And it was like, it just really invited you into, into that game and like made you want to play it. Like the, it was sort of a realistic, uh, sort of realistic vibe to the look of the package and very impressive. And you know, it said that this is an important game. Pay attention to it. And so I liked that. And I had the poster too, which, you know, at the time you, you had all kinds of inserts with your games and, and that one had a poster. And so I put that poster up on my wall. I still have it over here somewhere. And I even framed it because I think it's a really cool poster. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention is that the sound design in this game is really cool, which I was recommend, uh, reminded of just a couple months ago. We did uh, an episode of X-Pac about soundtracks, or I remember I don't remember the exact angle that we took, but um, I ended up including Genesis, uh, this Genesis Eternal Champions, as one of the best Genesis soundtracks that I had heard. I think it was and, uh, uh, like I, every song is a winner. I think it was like best soundtrack for obscure games or best soundtrack for like not as well known games was what we did for that episode. Cause Something I, like that. Yeah. Because I think it was obscure games because we, you know, like to do those obscure game lists because like Solstice was in there. Like that was one that hmm. Jeremy. Oh, had. right. Right. And and of course, I used like one of my go to for obscure games with amazing soundtracks is like Spider-Man and the X-Men on Super Nintendo, <laughs> which is like not right. that great of a game, but has an awesome soundtrack. I think that's yeah, a, but this game Tim Foley. has a great soundtrack too. like every one of them is a winner. I was listening to it not that long ago again. Yeah, I, ha- I have the soundtrack for this. Actually, when I did uh, when I did the WRT radio about uh, uh, fighting games, fighting game songs, I, I made sure to put this on there. Eternal Champions, so I do have the soundtrack for it. And I'm sure it played in that other one as well. And it'll play on this one probably too. Eternal Champions. Play it with or without an activator. It's I like great. I like that fish guy. Maybe oh, they'll try maybe there'll be some uh returned popularity for Eternal Champions now that Namor's gonna be in a movie at the end of the at the end of the year. So <laughs> bring bring back some some uh, love for fish people. <laughs> hey Sega's making movies now. Maybe they can make a trident movie. <laughs> They should make they should make an Eternal Champions movie. <laughs> I take it that'd be just, cool. Movie. I mean, it, it wouldn't take much to do better than what they did for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> just Mortal just Kombat, put, yeah. just put an actual <laughs> fight in there, right? Then you have then you have a game. All right, are you you're good on Eternal Champions then? Okay, maybe I'll get laughs from some people on this, but uh, this is just a game that I really like to play. Maybe it's not necessarily a great game, but my number five Genesis game is Altered Beast. <laughs> nice. Hey, that's my number five too. Really. Yes. Oh, hey. Oh. So, so I don't feel as bad for putting Altered Beast on there. <laughs> An unexpected uh, double answer for Altered Beast. Double fives. I guess we could talk about it together. Uh, no, I, Altered Beast was just, it's just a fun game to play. And even, I just played it again not that long ago, like a week or two ago. I just I just popped it in while I was editing and played it on, uh, on the Nintendo Switch Online the Genesis app. And yeah. It's a stupid game, but I like it. I don't know. You turn it. You turn into dumb monsters. You get to fly around and blow people up. Like their body parts fly all over the place. There's blood. Mm-hmm. The guy saying, "Rise from your grave." Yeah, <laughs> and welcome to your doom. It's like one. Of, it's like one of my favorite <laughs> lines. Like when you, uh, when, uh, yeah, when you fight the guys. Yeah, and the voice sounds so small and like totally unthreatening. Welcome to your doom. Yeah. <laughs> I it's, like the little uh, cinematics in between levels that are just these like. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. looking into the ball of a, a staff or something like that, so you can barely mm-hmm. even tell what the pictures are. I mean, it's cool, but it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? When when I when I was a kid, just because I was a kid and and you know, I my mind didn't understand things. I thought those little cutscenes were showing like 
commemorative plates or something about the characters because <laughs> they're like because you know commemorative plates were like on tv all the time right. and it shows like, like where's the phone number i want to order one of these i mean i didn't think you could buy it i was just like oh there's a plate of that character and that's what they're showing like that's how <laughs> i uh perceived that cutscene <laughs> was that it was just because it's a circle 1995 and it has a picture in it altered beast commemorative plate i thought it was like a silver plate or something like that like some <laughs> old school plate that had their had the image like etched into it. I never really thought it was a, I mean, I guess it makes more sense like for it to be like a crystal ball. Or I think whatever. you might be onto something for a fan gamer. <laughs> make a, make, like a, make, make an a ultra ceramic beast. ultra beast commemorative plate set. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool with the art from the cutscenes. Yeah. But the, that's what I thought they were when I was a kid. I remember playing the arcade too, of course, like the, um, there was this German, uh, hotel that my dad loved called Jumers, which had this giant stuffed bear in there that was terrifying in, uh, in, mm-hmm. in Peoria. I'm sure I've told you about it before. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was like this weird German bar that was really dark and they had all these weird like weird paintings on the walls and stuff. No, it wasn't a bar. It was a German hotel that my dad liked to stay at. And uh, they for a time there, they had Alter Beast, the arcade game, like by the pool area. And I remember playing it there. So that was cool. But yeah, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people give Haltered, Altered Beast some shit, but I think it's a fun... I, I mean, it's a dumb game, but it's just fun. It's a fun, dumb game. I think it's especially fun two players. Yeah, Jeremy and I, I remember beating it with you, and it has interactive credits, the first time I've ever experienced interactive credits, because you, oh, right. you can beat up the, the beat up the credits at the end of the game. So <laughs> that's pretty fun. And it also has the same Mario code to uh, continue, like A start. It does the A start mm-hmm. code, oh, really? which you could do the same thing on Super Mario Brothers 1, where you press A and start, and you'll start at the beginning of whatever level set you're on. So if you were like level four, you'll start at 4-1 or 8-1 or whatever, which is a nice little hidden continue. But you can do the same thing on uh, on Altered Beast. If you press A and start, you can come back to whatever level you were at. So before the time of uh, save states, that was the best way to get through there. And yeah, I like the, I like the big dumb monsters. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a bear in there. The bear's pretty funny. Like that, that's kind mm-hmm. of a funny one because it's not as, it's not as like iconic as like the dragon and the eyeball monster. Yeah, well, the eye- eyeball monster is when you fight, but like the ones you like turn into. Oh, okay. And I think like isn't the last one like just like the war- werewolf again, except it's gold. Like the like the very last thing you turn into is kind of cheap. I remember. I think I'm trying to remember. I don't remember the last thing. I remember it's not really. It, it, you don't you don't see a new one. It's like a variation of one. Isn't there a tiger? Seen. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there's a tiger. Maybe it's a golden tiger or something. But yeah, the the final, the the final thing you turn into, is just a different color of one that you've already turned into. Because I remember being like, oh, well, that's kind of. <laughs> I was like, well, well, that's kind of annoying. In a way, it's like a FromSoft game because you like get you like get raised from the dead to fight. You don't exactly know your purpose. You're just fighting, and then you get beastly powers. <laughs> yeah, I like the beastly powers, and of course, there's the hilarious, you know animation of like when you get the power thing and you're just a little guy mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden your chest gets like huge and it's like power up and you just mm-hmm. get all like maxed out and get your get your bane venom in there you're all of a sudden like super inflated and all that yeah all roided out on animal hormones <laughs> yep <laughs> mystical animal people, hormones i think people tend to rag on it because it's a first generation game and you can tell like it's it's one of the first genesis games that came out it's not superior to say you know a Streets of Rage two or whatever, but it's fun for what it is. It's totally cheesy. It's a good time to throw it in and you know hold right and keep hitting the A button every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, it's it's harder than that. I don't think you can. I don't think you could like tie it to a cat and your cat would like win somehow. 
I think it has some of the best farty music on the system. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like the I like the music on there. I do too. It's a sound that the Sega has because of that Yamaha chip or whatever, and it's nice. And it, yeah, and I, I like all I like all the bad guys look cool, like the way just the way they're designed, like the two headed dogs and all that stuff. Yeah, the weird two headed dogs are the ones that have the like the blue ones. I think are the ones that have the special power spheres in them. Yeah. So you make sure you kill all those. And I think it doesn't it spit out two power spheres if you're playing two player. I'd hope so. Otherwise, it'd be pretty hard. Or two, maybe it's two of the dogs come on at the same time. But yeah, then you get to the end, and the boss just kind of appears. Well, they they have that cool uh, cloud effect. That's true. Where it goes like with the clouds. Yeah. By the time I got around to actually playing it, it was already kind of hilarious in its badness. But I loved it. It was like the game of the summer for me that year. I got it when I lived at the camp. Yeah, it's a fun. It's one of those series that Sega is actually looking at turning into a movie or a TV show. This was announced a couple months back. How about a sequel? This? Yeah, how about a, how about a new game? <laughs> I mean, yeah. if they if they turn it into a movie, they're not going to do it, but I would love them to just do like a hilarious stop motion, like just balls to the wall, super campy, ridiculous movie. Like that would be, that's what I would go. I do like the trauma yeah. route for, uh, for, uh, for Altered Beast. Just make it like, you know, make it all like practical and real like suits and masks and all that and that could be really it could be really fun and yeah and i was right that the final level you basically turn into the wolf again except it's a different color so that's what that's what because you turn into the wolf in the very beginning and then at the end you turn into like an orange wolf so they just kind of recycle that that one that you played in the at the very beginning so that was always kind of annoying that you don't you don't get a new monster you just get a different colored monster and you fight like a turtles looking character it's like a giant rhino that can a bipedal bipedal rhino guy but yeah it's fun it's a fun game i mean we could uh, you could always play that we could play that online two-player it's possible that's true well my number five was covered there yeah that's both of our number fives that's that's crazy <laughs> we both put altered beast there well i guess you know i'm sure we'll have we've had stuff in the middle before that are the same but yeah to the super nintendo super nintendo number five accidentally saw or you saw yours because you put it in the list but i'll pretend, I did I'll put pretend it in to the be list, surprised yeah. uh my number five is no surprise super mario kart it's i gotta put it in there it's a like, you know not only is it a, a classic you know that has to be mentioned among the best super nintendo games i'm putting it there for personal reasons i when i think of the super nintendo that's probably the first game that actually comes to mind just reflexively because i would go over to my friend's house and it was always you know super mario kart we were always playing that game um uh, it's uh, i just had great times with it especially the battle mode my love for battle mode was developed there in those days and uh, i continue to hold out hope that there will one day be a battle mode as good as uh, at least the n64 one 
small hope, but yeah, it's there. Uh, what, what more can I say about it? It's fantastic. I, I know that it doesn't play as well today, the original Super Nintendo one, but I'm just still holding on to the, those uh, you know, memories from when I was like, how old was I at the time? I would have been nine or so when this game came out, and uh, it was a it was a real great experience and probably one of my first great multiplayer experiences with Super Mario Kart. You know, it started out as a, uh, it was a sequel to F-Zero they were working on as a prototype, and then it turned into Mario Kart. But yeah, it, that game is very important to gaming in general. I mean, it's the first, it's not the first console racer, but it's the yeah. first of its type where you're attacking each other and stuff, I would say. It might be the first party game. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, well, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I didn't play a, I didn't play Mario Kart as much as both of you did, but a lot of people did. And yeah, it was, it was pretty well known for its, for its uh, multiplayer and split screen and all that stuff. Even when you were playing single player, you still had to do split screen, which always annoyed the crap out of me. But yeah, it's a, it's a game that people played. I'm sure I'm sure it's on Jeremy's list somewhere, or maybe it didn't make the top five. It's not, it didn't make the top five, but it's on my, the list that's printed on my heart. (laughs) <laughs> I played it a lot. The six through tens, like I said. Yeah, the six through tens. I mean, then it, like I said, the Super Nintendo has so many great games that it was really hard for me to make a top five. And not that Genesis doesn't. I'm just saying I haven't spent as much time with the Genesis games as I did with the Super Nintendo and all that. And the Super Nintendo was my first favorite system. So, I mean, that was like mm-hmm. when what made me love video games was the Super Nintendo. So I just think Mario Kart was the one of the first games that, like, if you were... If, if you walked into a living room and Mario Kart was playing, you were inclined to jump in and grab a controller and play it too. And people would, you know, watch it together. It was a game you could watch together if if you were with a bunch of people. And, and like, it, yes, there were two player games before, but this one, something about this one was just so inviting. It was so easy to pick up and play and easy to understand. And, you know, everybody liked Mario at that time. Still, they still do, but there was a bit of Mario craze going on at that period and it was just a game that was primed for for living rooms full of multiple people to jump in and have a good time together I mean, also one of the most interesting soundtracks of any well, oh, like, I really any game love this as far yeah. as super nintendo games go yeah it's i love that soundtrack the, the, so- the so- it's wonderful but yeah, it's so Oko, yeah it's just mm-hmm. yeah it's got it's it's great though like it's uh yeah like the the drums and stuff that are that are in there like the yeah it's really, really, the really whistles. good soundtrack. Yeah, I like the uh, coach whistle. I don't know what you call it, but it's got that kind of sound of like different pitches of whistles. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of like uh, bongo-ish type drumming in there, like mm-hmm. the you know, like a lot, a lot of that in there. Yeah, that soundtrack's really good. It's a fun one. We move on from Mario Kart, sure, because my number five is actually a perfect one to go to for Mario Kart because instead of Mario Kart, I was playing. You're playing the prequel to Mario Kart. Yeah, I was playing F-Zero. F-Zero is my number five because F-Zero, I love F-Zero so much. That's probably one of my, well, it's in my top five. Obviously, it's one of my favorite Super Nintendo games of all time. But yeah, I was, instead of playing Mario Kart, I was playing F-Zero because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't have anybody to play with, so I didn't really care whether it had multiplayer or not. But I love the soundtrack. I love the way it, I love the way it looked. I loved like the fastness of it. Mostly the soundtrack. I think F-Zero is... It's still to this day one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Like those, those songs are wonderful, and I know they're all just like 
they're all just like metal songs pretty much like in on the super nintendo but mm-hmm. and, I, and i loved how they went with that for the when they released it on when f-zero x came out on 64 they stuck with that with that uh that metal style and they kind of just ran with it and made everybody look like you know ridiculous like hair metal people from the 80s and all that and and I've always, yeah, I've, I've said it many times, like how much I wish that F-Zero GX would be re-released because it's one of the best games of all time. But yeah, F-Zero 1, I just played, I played the shit out of this game. And I, I originally discovered it, I'd never even, I mean, I heard of it, I, you know, saw a talk about it in Nintendo Power and all that stuff. But the first time I played it was just hanging out at my comic book store that was in my that was in my town that I used to go. We used to just go hang out at, at the comic store, which is really weird that people would let you do that, but... We would just go, I mean, they had like, you know, they had pinball, they had a pinball game there, they had an arcade game there, they had a Super Nintendo hooked up, so it was kind of like, made for you to just hang out there? I don't know, it, se- it kind of seems, mm-hmm. I don't know, that whole relationship with the comic book store still seems kind of weird, I guess, when I look back on it, it's just like, a bunch of kids hanging out with adults, like, all the time, but there was no weird, you know, it, it never felt weird to us, but it did, but I guess... I'm surprised our parents weren't weird about it. That there we were, was some uh, that, like that we were going, shops. Yeah, that we were going there like after hours to play like D and D and Star Wars role playing and stuff like that. It seems kind of weird, but we were having fun. Nah. And I'm still friends with one of the owners. Like he looked me up on Facebook, so he's, he's cool. He's still around. I follow him. Yeah, asking him to come over and play Super Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where he lives now. He just he just kind of like looked me up on Facebook and was just like, "Hey, I was thinking about you," you know, and want to see if i could find you and i was just like hey. so i'm a van lifer now all my games are in my van come play them <laughs> i mean my dad my dad my dad's van had two had two super nintendos in it with tvs wow. so that was that was a big thing actually another one of my top five games i played most of it in my dad's van when we drove from illinois to florida for like my for like when i was when we'd, we'd I don't, it was it wasn't when i was a senior but i was I was a junior. I don't know. It was like towards. It was like the middle of my high school time. But yeah, it was uh, it was cool. But yeah, F Zero, that first game, that the game, uh, the song uh, Silence, which I'm sure I'll put on here. Silence is like probably one of my favorite songs ever, and I really like that level too. But it's a uh, yeah, it's just F Zero had this like cool, had this like cool like futuristicness to it, but it kind of had a creepiness to it too. There's like the Deathwind levels that have the giant skull in the background. And I didn't know what it was. I just, I just wanted to know what was going on back there. Like, I wanted to be behind, beyond the track. Like, I wanted to live in this weird F-Zero world where you're, like, having these crazy races above, above like, whatever metropolis-type metropolis city is, is down there and, or metropolitan city is down there. And I was just, I don't know, super intrigued by it. Like, the sci-fi stuff, the weird characters. There was an alien you could play as. You know, I thought that was cool. Samurai Goro, who had, like, a, had like a katana. It's like, what what's up with these people? You know, like they're, they're weird. And I like, and I like this world. I want to be, I want to be here. And they, you know, almost fully realized it with GX later, but F-Zero is like such a, I feel like that's why it gets, Nintendo doesn't really return to it because it didn't, it pretty much just started out as an experiment, right? Weren't they just trying to show like how fast the Super Nintendo could run? And it was just kind of like to, to just kind of show off the tech yeah, at the I time. Yeah, it was a tech demo. Yeah. It was to show off the tech, but then they, you know, it, but then by the time, it just feel like they just don't know what to do with it anymore, and and all the stuff we would have seen in a new F Zero was put in Mario Kart, you know, and Mario Kart Eight and all yeah. that, which is cool because there are some appearances of there's a couple F Zero races based on F Zero in there, and it's really cool to see 
those original to hear those original f-zero songs done like with a full band and like you know and like actual instruments and all that stuff but but yeah f-zero every time it's on any game i play through all of the all of the races i've done it every time for every single system i've done it on i've done it on switch i've done it on wii u i've done it on wii i did it on 3ds i did it on everything that's available for it's like very much like super mario brothers one where you just have to play it on every system that it's on and it's on a million different systems so I always, every time it's on anything, I always jump on there and I'll, pl- I'll play at least the first cup, you know, but I'll eventually play through all of them just because it's fun and it's a great game and I love it. I love how fast it is. Then I always need to play it with a specific controller. I need the Super Nintendo controller because if the buttons aren't in the right spot, it's really hard to do it because you have to be able to like, you have to be able to like uh, accelerate and brake at the same time with the same, with the same uh, finger. So it needs to be, the accelerate needs to be on the bottom and the brake needs to be on the top. Because if they're in a spot where you can't reach both of them with your with your finger at the same time, you just you can't do it. So I was even specific about that. So when like when I used my uh, Hori controllers, where all the buttons were in the weird spot, it was kind of hard to play um, F Zero on it. And that was probably the main reason that I got my my Retro Classic controller to begin with. Because if you tried to play F Zero with any other controller on the, on the Wii, it just wasn't right. You needed that Super Nintendo four button setup to play it right. So that's how how extreme I was about F-Zero. But yeah, it's, uh, in my mind, it's, it's the best, it's the best, uh, racing game on Super Nintendo. And it's probably the first racing game I ever loved. You know, me being like a huge fan of racing games now, this was probably the first one that like really, that really like got its hooks into me. And you can kill people in it too. <laughs> there's like, there's cars that flash and you can run into them and they explode. And it's, and that's cool. And it was fun. I know there, there's, and a, you can do Falcon Punch. Well, later. When we found out that Falcon Punch could punch people, but yeah, you can run into you can run into cars and blow them up, which I always thought that was cool. You couldn't do it in anything else. And they do the thing where they it shows like where the car is behind you, so you can kind of try to block them so they can't go around you. There, there was a lot of there's a lot of stuff in F Zero that wasn't that was ahead of its time, I think. But I could talk about it forever, so we should I should stop and we should move on <laughs> to the next one. But F Zero, go play it. It's on everything. So I definitely agree with John that my list could change from day to day, but I think given uh, games that have come out recently, I've really decided I wanted to revisit this one and I'm going to soon. And we all will turtles in time. Oh yeah. Never which played I, that. Oh, nice. Which we actually got with our super Nintendo. So when we bought it, my dad got it from a pawn shop and bought like four or five games at the same time. So that was pretty cool to have all these games out the gate including the game genie as well. But yeah, Turtles of Time was the two-player game that we played the most probably in those early days. I'd say the first year or two of having the Super Nintendo. Just play that shit all the time, my brother and I. And we beat it over and over again. And I just know that game like back to front really well. But then again, I also haven't played it in like 20 years. So I'm super excited to play it on the Calabunga collection later this year. It's August the first 30th. one I'm, I'm booting up. Um, mm. Since I've seen it, like running on the arcade uh, at Galloping Ghost, and I played a little bit of it, but I'm really excited to play that SNES version. It was, I wish we still had it. It's mm. it's not a cheap game now. Oh no! Uh, it just, but it luckily just... we'll be able to play it soon for not super expensive. I yeah, I don't know if what it's what it's worth on eBay. I, I would look sure it up. It's maybe. A pretty penny. Yeah, yeah. I, I have it on my list too. Um, a little further up, but. I'll take this opportunity to talk about it as well. So sure. I just, you know, those Ninja Turtles games, those are my favorite games on the NES. I never had a Super Nintendo. 
but obviously I've gone back and played, uh, you know, this one in the intervening years. Um, so I just have to, I had to put it on my list as well for that same reason. Just like, I, I love those Ninja Turtle beat up games. They're all great. And I too am a great be anticipating uh, Calabunga collection coming up in just a couple of weeks now. Uh, this is a fantastic game. And, and I wouldn't argue that this is the best of the Ninja Turtles games. You would argue? I, 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 I would I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against that you know people people make that claim a lot and so I would yes I would agree that it is the best I, I the, think it's probably the best games, yeah it's got the best polish of yeah those those early ones um I really like the Manhattan project which I talked about a little bit on another episode yeah, that's, that's another really sure. good one yeah better I mean so also excited to play that better than shredder's revenge I'm talking about of, of the classic games I mean shredders shredders revenges Yes, that that's that's the best one now. Yeah, but of the, of those classic games, yeah, yeah, I, I I can't I can't wait to play it. I actually I never played Turtles in time, so it'll be it'll be new to me. The only Turtles game I ever played, and I mentioned it before on a re- on the regular show, but the only one I played was Turtles Tournament Fighters. Was the one only one I played on Super Nintendo, and it was cool. It was a good like Street Fighter knockoff with, like I said, with had a had a super moves in there, so that was interesting, and I liked that. Yeah, this is a. It's just one of the best looking games at the time too, because like you know we had played Turtles and or we had played the arcade game on the NES, and we knew you know hey it's not a perfect port, but it's it's pretty damn good. Like mm-hmm. e- even knowing that it was like didn't look as well and stuff like it's still a really fun game, and I played the right. crap out of it. But this actually looked like an arcade game. You know the SNES could handle that. Put those big old sprites on the screen, big bright colors and. All the weird, like, I think Chris Kohler did a video recently where he was, they were showing different Rocksteady Bebop fights in different eras. And this kind of showed how, like, they were starting to wear all these funny period specific costumes. Cause in the game, you're going like yeah. to a bunch of different eras of time. So it's kind of fun that you end up meeting familiar characters, but they're just dressed different. And uh, I like it. It's a great game. Plus, there's dinosaurs in it. I mean, there's always dinosaurs, I guess. But there's definitely dinosaurs in this one. Not all of them. I mean, I don't think there's any dinosaurs in the original arcade game. Yeah, I guess not. I'm just thinking Shredder's Revenge has dinos in it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm all for dinosaurs. Yeah, no, I want want to play it. I I was just looking up at eBay, and it's it's, it's selling for around like $60, like by itself, just with the cartridge. So that's really, it's actually not that bad. But it, but it's, but I saw people selling like, you know, not sealed in box with everything for like 600. And I also, I also saw somebody selling the book like the manual on its own for $60. So, <laughs> you know, jeez, that's kind of, I, I have a big box of manuals that I, that I kept from when I was a kid and I have a bunch of them. I actually sold, I sold one of them. I sold my Turok manual for $10 on eBay. So wow. my Turok one manual I, I sold, but it's, yeah, some of these are like, that's, that's, that's what I want. I was hoping that I could find one where I could just sell like just a manual on itself for like $60 to somebody on eBay. But, yeah, it's uh, it's probably one of those pretty rare games. Like I said, I never played it. I think by the time the Super Nintendo came around, I was just done with the Turtles. Like they were very much kind of a flash in the pan to me. I guess it was. I played the I played the NES one. I played the crap out of the arcade game on NES, and I think that was it. I don't have a whole lot of experience with Turtles in time. Like I, I think I played mostly just the arcade version a couple of times, and I don't remember if I knew anybody who had the Super Nintendo version specifically. But um, I just. Yeah, those turtles games are all fantastic. That's why I had to put it. So the uh, 
one thing about it that I remember being kind of frustrating is I didn't understand how to do like we but we we got the game just the cartridge and I don't know if it told the instruct like how to throw people in the manual but you know there's a boss in Shredder's Revenge where you have to throw the bad yeah. guys at the screen mm-hmm. you had there is one there's a boss like that in this as well but I couldn't figure out how to throw him so I was basically just button mashing until I could beat the boss and that was really frustrating but. I'm kind of interested to go back to it now and see does that actually control as easily as it did on Shredder's Revenge, in which case I feel kind of dumb I'd ever figured it out that you like walk up to him and then hit down and hmm. the throw a button and that throws him at the screen and that's how you damage Shredder in a tank, one of the bosses. So I mean, speaking of that, I, I think I mentioned on the other show, but I didn't figure that out until I played online multiplayer that that's what you're supposed to do with mm-hmm. that boss in Shredder's Revenge. You're supposed to, I, because there's like a, there's like a barrel that shows up, and I would like hit the barrel mm-hmm. until it exploded, and then the guy would show up, and I thought you had to button mash until that showed up, and then you can. I didn't, then I realized it could have been much easier. So, be interested to try that out on there on the Super Nintendo. So, hooray!